home slice audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. Joining me today is Dr. Lauren Jones, an ear, nose, and throat doctor from Spearfish, from Monument Health and Spearfish, and Jeanette Carlson, the CNP from Spearfish, uh, along as well. Welcome. Thank you both for joining me again. Thank you. Thanks for and having us. I'm excited for this one about allergies, because I have so many questions, and you guys don't have near enough time to sit here <laughs> through the whole thing. But uh, Jeanette, here's... okay. I'm going to try to phrase this the best way I can. Um, I was talking with a, a guy earlier about this. Why? I, I don't, first, I don't understand allergies. They're stupid. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just don't understand what evolutionary benefit our bodies decided that, you know, if you're going to eat a peanut, nope, not going to let you do that. I'm going to blow you up. You know, things that your body might actually need, you can become allergic to. Why? That's a big question, I know, but why? So, and that is a good question, and why? Um, I can't tell you sure, why that happens. Sure. You know, there is some genetic predisposition to allergies. But basically, allergies is when your body is, an allergen is introduced to your body, and your body develops this overreactive response to the allergy for whatever reason it does. It's a whole cascade of pathophysiology that will take way too long to discuss <laughs> sure. in one little visit. But basically, you have this allergen that's presented to your body, and your body sends out a cascade of things to try to combat that. And then you develop symptoms, and they're obnoxious and annoying. And, <laughs> and it can be almost anything, can it? I it mean, can. people can be almost allergic to... I, it's 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 crazy yeah. that this is a thing our bodies do. Yeah. So, I mean, people can be allergic to pollens, you know, trees, grasses, weeds, cats, dogs, you know, horse dander, cow dander, all sorts of foods, molds, like you name it. And there's probably an allergy for it. So what types of allergies can a patient have? That's a big question, too, because it's... Or, or is or is there like a uh, an order of, of of types they can have? Do you guys have it separated out into different things? I mean, yeah. So there's definitely different categories of allergens. You can have your um, your environmental allergens, which are like your your cat dander, your dog dander, your molds. Um, basically, things that are like kind of in your everyday environment. And then you have your seasonal allergies, which are your pollens, your your grass, your trees, your weeds, and such of that nature. And then you have your food allergens, too. So there are definitely different categories of allergens. Are there are there people that never have allergies? That, yeah. That can go their entire life and not be affected by any allergies? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Yep. Jones waving up there like, yeah. that's it's me. <laughs> totally me. Um, uh, it's So there's, um, there's what's called uh, allergic rhinitis. Yes. Okay. What is that? So... Allergic rhinitis, and this is kind of a bigger part of my practice and my piece of, you know, the clinic Mm -hmm. um, in Spearfish is is allergies. So allergic rhinitis is when you inhale one of those allergens and it affects your nose and affects your throat and um, causes runny nose and sneezing and watering itchy eyes. Um, Lots of other things can happen as well, but that's basically what allergic rhinitis is, is 
runny nose that's caused by allergies. So is that can that can that get serious to a point where uh, I mean is it is it similar to you know, having somebody have to carry like an EpiPen with it because of allergies, sort of a deal. Is that is that typically not with like nasal allergies sure. um, and your pollen allergies and your environmental allergies? I mean, food things, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Food so things I- definitely. But as far as allergic rhinitis goes, that's more of a quality of life type of a thing. Can you have? Um, speaking of that, that's a, that's a that's an interesting question. Can food allergies are 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 they like the most serious? Of allergies, maybe? If you have anaphylactic reaction, which okay. is a, and shock, essentially, right. yes. that's Can pollens and seasonal stuff like that do that, though? Or is that not. very that's, uncommon? That's pretty uncommon. Okay. So what do um, what what do you do then for rhinitis? I mean, obviously, the over-the-counter stuff. Yeah. Thousands of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 50 million people have allergic rhinitis, oh, and the business of allergy is three to five billion dollars a year. Oh my God. So it's certainly reasonable for people, you know, I've got runny nose and sneezing. Like it's fine for you to start some antihistamines mm-hmm. and give it a shot. It's fine for you to start some nasal steroids and see if that helps. But at the point where it's affecting your quality of life, that's where you should come in and see somebody and do something further about that. Is do you ever do you foresee a time when we'll be able to figure this out to where well because you can get allergy shots, yes, correct? You that can. help? Yes. And do those make a big difference, too? Do you recommend stuff like that? So I think the first thing we need to do is differentiate between, like, a steroid shot. There are a lot of people who go in and get a, a long-term steroid shot from their physician. And they'll call it an allergy and shot. And they'll call it an allergy shot, and that's oh. that's not a true allergy shot. Right. I mean, it, it helps your symptoms on a learn time long-term basis, but that does come with side effects too that are not always great. Mm -hmm. Um, But true allergy shots or immunotherapy is what we consider allergy shots, and that's injecting a small amount of those allergens into your body weekly to help your your immune system kind of rethink how it reacts to those allergens. So so it can be like, I mean, so it's similar to a flu shot or similar to something like that where you're injecting a little bit of it to tell your body, "Eh, watch for this because this is going to make you miserable. So it's trying to modify your immune system so it's not reacting. And it's, you know, the patients who, what we call buildup in allergy shots, they come in and see me weekly. They get their small dosage of their allergens building up the concentration until we get them up to what's called maintenance dose. Once we get them to maintenance dose, we can spread those shots out a little bit and keep them on maintenance therapy, hopefully for three to five years. And the goal is to decrease their symptoms. You're not going to, it's not a cure-all. Nothing is a cure-all for allergies. It's a chronic disease. Oh, that's so, terrible. <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, as, as we get wiser, um, meaning older in age, to be nice, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> your, your immune system starts functioning differently and starts worrying more about infection and less about allergies. So it is something that hopefully you, as we age, it, it does get better. Right. So is, okay, so is there, um, if you have allergies, say when you're younger, can you, can you grow out of them? Yeah. Can you have them be like someday you wake up and look, I can, I can pet a cat yeah. and this is great. And I would say that's probably like more food allergies that people tend to grow out of, um, you know, kind of in that as a kid, you were allergic to milk and then as an adult, you can drink it and not have issues. I think like environmental allergies, seasonal allergies, the more you're exposed, typically the more symptomatic you get to it. Okay. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Sort of. 
I'll, I'll, I'll sit with that one for a minute. But yes, it does. I think mostly. <laughs> um, so do, do you do you ever see do you ever see a time when something will come around to where you're like, here it is, one shot. You'll never have to worry about this again. Or does do our bodies just not work that way? Is that probably not probably right? Not, yeah. I think uh, you know the immune system is a is a uh, an extremely complex and effective. A device. I mean, if you if you ever hear of somebody that has like a really deficient immune system, it's a horrible handicap. Your immune system is doing a lot for you. And Jeanette just alluded to the general idea we think of the immune system um, kind of targeting more toward infection, which is sort of generally what we want it to do. Or in some cases, patients with allergies, it kind of gets a little off kilter and makes a maladaptive response to normal stuff. Right. Uh, that's not really bad for you, not trying to hurt you, but you get this overreactive response because the immune system is a little bit dysregulated. And I think an easy way to think of the allergy shots that Jeanette does uh, is to just think of desensitizing is, is, a, is a nice layman's term. And I think I, that's what a lot of people are actually looking for. Because if you have severe allergies, again, it's, just, it's a quality of life where you're just, mm-hmm. I mean, you think nothing can get worse than that at that point, right? Because the runny eyes and the, and the itchy nose and... And uh, uh, going back to that uh, allergic rhinitis a little bit, is there is there is there ever a point where people should be like, "Yep, I have to go to the doctor." That's maybe not quality of life oriented. That maybe it can can. So, what what I'm hearing, what I kind of like about what we've talked about over the past few episodes is, um, a lot of these aren't super serious outside of like the sleep apnea, something like yeah, that. Correct. Um, that you guys just you you're really in the game of making people's lives livable again, right? And that's probably the whole key. So how severe do allergies have to be before you recommend allergy shots? Uh, So typically what I do for my patients is I I get a good history. So making sure that the history correlates with them actually having an allergy. And then from there, I typically give them the option of testing. So either a blood allergy test uh, basic, what we call a Western Dakota allergy panel, where it tests for 19 different things. Is that the one that goes on your back? No, no I'll get into that okay. next. All right. <laughs> um, so the the blood allergy test tests for about 19 different things, some trees, some weeds, grasses, cats, dogs, and some molds. Um, I think it's a good basic start. Um, and then if you know, the other option is to do skin prick testing, which that allows me to expand to test for 50 different things. Oh, wow. Same category, trees, weed, grasses, cats, dogs, um, and some molds. But I also do a little bit of food testing, too. Um, but that helps me formulate what, if you decide to go on to allergy immunotherapy or allergy shots, what your allergen makeup is going to be and what your injections are going to okay. be. What is, what is probably the most common allergy you find out here in Western South Dakota? Uh, you know, when I first started this, so I've been doing allergy for about two years, I really thought it was going to be pine just because everybody oh, sees that right. yellow pine like floating around. And oh, I don't everywhere. think that's the case. I honestly think it's more like ragweed, which is just a common weed pretty much throughout the entire U.S. Um, I really? think I see more positive ragweed on all of my testing than I do anything else. So what about animals? Most common animal. Cats. It's, it's a cat, isn't it? It has cats. to be. Why? Why are they so <laughs> awesome and so bad at the same time? So cat is, dander is very sticky. Um, it's just very tenacious and likes to stick to everything. And So just, even more so than dogs. I yeah, mean, their, yeah. their skin is not that... Well, I, no, I mean, dog, you can still have allergies to, to dogs. I think their dander is a little bit easier to control, but cat dander is just for whatever reason, sticky and like sticks to everything. And, 
You know, if you have a kid who's got a cat in the house and they wear a coat and take it to school, they can transfer that cat dander to another kid who might have a cat allergy and that kid gets symptomatic from it. So, And you know what? The cat doesn't care. The doesn't cat doesn't care. care. <laughs> cat doesn't care. <laughs> Cats don't. Uh, oh, this, uh, this again, this, this, this has been fun. I've, I've, I love having all of these questions, but coming out of this stuff, learning something that, that I didn't know. And uh, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job with this. Dr. Lauren Jones, uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor in Spearfish. Uh, also, Jeanette Carlson, the CNP from Spearfish, too. And you guys, uh, you know, someone can give you a call if they're having a problem. And uh, sure. you'll, you'll, you'll get on it and help them out. You guys have uh, the expertise and, and, and can point people in the right direction. So when the seasonal allergies pop up and the cat's sitting in your lap, just <laughs> give them a call and <laughs> that, get it there over you, with. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for talking okay. with me again. Thanks so much. You bet. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Homeslice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.